0: Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for the least listened to podcast on the globe, the Sixth Sense Media Podcast, with your host, Mike Phelan.
1: When you started your YouTube career, how do you feel that it has evolved and changed you as a person?
0: It's changed me so much as a person. Um, A really big thing is that I was able to fund my own transition with obviously the money I've made from YouTube. So when I started my channel, you know, I was broke as a joke and I had no idea how I was going to pay this huge expense of transitioning. Transitioning is not cheap. And um, within about a year and a half of being on YouTube, I was able to pay for it. So obviously that's a huge life-changing thing. Um, And then just on a personal level, I feel like so many of my best friends in life that I have currently are people I would have never met if I wasn't on YouTube. I feel like it's tough in my skin a lot. I feel like, you know, anytime you're a public figure, you're going to have people coming at you, loving you, supporting you. Um, And it's been, I think, very Rewarding and centering as a human being to tell myself, which I have told myself since the beginning i'm never going to believe a positive comment or a negative comment and I. have Really made a point to not derive my value from comments online, because they can switch up like that and also no one really knows me from the Internet if that makes sense, only the people who know me in real life, so I feel like i've become um as weird as it sounds, because I am such a public person and also a very private person and quite guarded. But I don't think that's a negative thing. I think that uh, boundaries are healthy. And, you know, I've just experienced so much that I would have never experienced if I wasn't on YouTube. I mean, like going on, you know, the Joe Rogan podcast, it's like, I grew up watching that guy on Fear Factor. Like, that's crazy. Um, So many opportunities over the year. I was the first trans woman in Penthouse Magazine. I've done stuff in the CNN building, it's just so much that I would have never dreamed of.
1: Since you're close to a million views, do you see, do you see that equating to views themselves or is a million followers just a great number to have, but do you see that in the actual view counts for each of your videos?
0: um maybe not i don't know i mean i've always been very lucky that i've had a really naturally high engagement level so i've always gotten the kinds of views that people with even way more subscribers than me get which has been such a blessing knock on wood um you know youtube doesn't pay per subscriber so youtube pays per view so you know in terms of money that's
1: really all that matters how do you keep your engagement up because i know it's a very tough thing i've been on youtube since 2006 and my channel never never really moved anywhere but yours has blown up so much there must be something you're doing specifically that is garnering you such success what do you think that is
0: i think that you know since the beginning of my channel i've been so open with my journey in all aspects whether it's being trans whether it's um wanting to start a family whether it's my relationships you know i do a lot of social commentary which is obviously nothing to do with me but you know I also do a lot of personal stuff. So I think that over time, people have become very invested in me and my story and where I'm at in life. Um, And I think that that has been a big benefit to me, even though sometimes it can get a little uh, frustrating that people Mm -hmm. um, are so in your business, but I asked for it at the end of the day. Um, So yeah, I think that You know, one of the differences between YouTubers and traditional media figureheads or talking heads, think of people on CNN or Fox News or whatever, is that, you know, when people are watching my YouTube channel, it's like I'm filming from my home. You know, people feel like they're in my home with me. They're my friend. And at the end of the day, my supporters are my friends. So I think just having that ongoing relationship rather than just talking at people um, is a big reason why I've had the success that I've had.
1: Uh, when you moved to la was that a career move or was that for a different reason
0: it was for a relationship and career um Mm -hmm. at the time you know things are so different now post covid where everything's remote and you know the industry is in so many different cities now but at the time youtube or la was kind of the place to go if you're a youtuber um and that changed over time so now i'm in austin texas which i love it here and uh i actually had more opportunities here in Austin than I've had in L.A. the past couple of years. So, you know, I was a little nervous about moving here, thinking like, well, you know, are there going to be opportunities there? And then within two months, I was I had done two streams with Joe Rogan and, and done so much cool stuff. So it's it's working out.
1: How do you feel that L.A. affected you as as a person and, and as a uh, quote unquote entertainer?
0: So L.A. changed me in a lot of the sort of typical ways that you hear people talk about when it comes to the city. It is a very shallow city. It is a city in which people are a lot more interested in what you do than who you are. Um, So I think that L.A. had me become quite guarded. Um, But since moving to Texas, I feel like I've really been able to let that guard down. There's not as many, you know, industry people here. It's not the same. People are just a lot nicer here. So that's been really cool.
1: Now that you're more or less part of the entertainment industry, and I mean that in saying that both the news, media, commentator, yeah, uh, YouTube, it's all kind of the same now. It's become so yeah. encompassed, even since when I left the entertainment industry, it's changed so drastically. Um, do you feel that it is going to stay so close-knit where you cannot separate politics from entertainment anymore?
0: I think so. Um, you know, there you might have to be in it to understand this, but the the world of like social commentary and political commentary is so similar to every other form of media. At the end of the day, you're on camera, you're entertaining people. And, you know, just cause it's not acting or singing like your job is to entertain people and that's how you make money and that's how you make a living. So um, yeah, I think those lines are definitely blurred. And, you know, I've also always made a point to be entertaining because there are so many people that do similar content to me that frankly, in my opinion, not to name any names, but I feel like are quite boring. It just is so black and white and you're just talking at people. Whereas I like to be funny, I like to be entertaining, I like to be personal. Um, and I think that that has always set me apart as well.
1: Now, where do you think you want your career to go forward now that you made this move and now that you've kind of, you've kind of made your mark, where do you want to go from here?
0: I would really love to just, continue doing what I'm doing. First of all, um, I'm writing a book right now. So that's going to be a thing. Um, you know, I'm so comfortable in the online space that I feel like a lot of YouTubers talk about how they want to eventually transition to mainstream media, whatever that is these days, right. Mm -hmm. Or, or movies or film or television. And for me, anytime I've ever done television, I've walked away feeling like, eh, it's really not as fun or as cool as internet. So, um, I plan to be an internet cockroach, and I will be on the internet as long as there is an internet. Um, and I don't, I don't want to go anywhere else. Uh,
1: speaking of of media and entertainment, how do you feel that Hollywood has best represented you in various aspects of media? Do, do you feel that they're doing an honest job of doing it, or does it feel surface level?
0: Oh, definitely not. You know, um, I'm definitely not. I don't fit into the sort of politically correct mold that is required to really be, you know, a darling of the mainstream media. So um, you definitely have people coming at you. And, you know, there also is this war, even just me aside, there also is this war between, you know, social media influencers and traditional Hollywood, traditional media where, you know, I think that television and film are kind of feeling their grasp on, on on society kind of loosen a little bit. They don't have as much relevance as before. You know, there are television shows that get less views than some of my YouTube videos. There are, you know, podcasts that are gaining. Think of Joe Rogan. There are podcasts that are getting massive amounts of more views than you know primetime television. So, um, I think that that's going to be an ongoing battle. Um, And it may become a little more peaceful once traditional media understands that the internet's here to stay and it is powerful, Uh, but we'll just have to see. Uh,
1: A little bit more of a personal question. Who is the real Blair White? When you come home, take your shoes off, you sit down, you disconnect from everything. What's it like to be you?
0: I would say the real Blair White is someone who is Highly invested in my real life relationships. I think that because I am so public online and because, you know, people on a minute to minute basis are consuming me through the internet and through a screen, you know, it's important for me to have tangible real friendships and real relationships that I put a lot of effort and investment into. I'm the kind of person that when I'm your friend, I'm your friend really for life. There are very few instances where we're not going to be friends, you know, at any point. So, um, you know, I love spending time with my friends, I love shopping. Um, I think that there might be a misconception because some of the topics on my channel are more on the serious side that I take myself seriously, whereas I really don't take myself seriously at all in real life. I think that everything that's happened as a result of being on YouTube um, has been almost just like a bonus in life. I never expected it. So I really take it in stride. I take it as, you know, what happens happens, what doesn't happen doesn't happen. So like i'm a lot less um serious in real life
1: uh what are some of the what are some of your favorite types of media to consume if it's podcasts or tv shows or whatnot what what do you find that kind of alleviates your mind from everything going on day to day
0: i'm a reality tv junkie (laughs) Uh, i love all the real housewives franchises they're my favorite um i'm also a podcast consumer i'm really loving um a lot of podcasts on right now podcasts are definitely coming up they're so popular now so um at any given point i'm walking around my house just kind of listening to a podcast over the speakers or you know watching reality television so that's the main media i really consume
1: i would suggest if it's ever offered to you do not do reality television
0: no i would never do it
1: (laughs) myself and my wife are on one and yeah it's just it's it's terrible what show (laughs) are you on it was a, it was a home improvement show on A and E called Fix This Yard. So yeah, when you have to act like yourself, but you have to be a a buffoonish version of yourself because they're looking yeah. to you're supposed to be the one getting the making people laugh. It's just when I watch myself back on on that episode, I'm just like, I wish I had never done this. Even though we got something out of it, I the way I look at myself when I appear on screen, as opposed to when I've appeared in like background of movies or bit parts or whatever, it's just like, I look terrible. They made me look as terrible as possible. And then people think yeah. that's who I was. And yeah, just, yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, that's the thing is that, you know, I think one of the reasons why I've never been enamored with doing television or more mainstream um, media, which I have done a bit, but um, I always walk away from it feeling like it wasn't, it wasn't great for me, you know, I, I'm, I'm very blessed with being on the internet and doing YouTube in the sense that I can control my own image, you know, so mm-hmm. anything that comes out of my mouth, even if I mess up sometimes, which does happen, at least I can say that it came out of my mouth. And it really was how I felt at the time, even if I was wrong. Whereas, you know, when you do other forms of media, more traditional forms, um, you really have no control over how you're edited, how you're shown. Mm-hmm. So that's really stressful.
1: Which here, I'll make sure that we edit out anything that you don't want.
0: No worries. You don't I'm, not, have to edit anything. I'm not
1: here to make money off of you. I just do this because it's a fun side gig that I like doing. Right. <laughs> um, speaking of YouTube and the things that come with it, when I was doing some more research um, before this interview, I noticed there are a lot of people that dedicate multi-hour videos to not only discussing you, but a lot of other people that have been on my show before, YouTubers. And How do you do? You just kind of take that with a grain of salt when someone makes a five-hour video to point out every mistake that you've made.
0: I couldn't bring myself to watch it if I tried. You know, like I've genuinely never sat and watched one of those. I don't know who could watch anything that long. Um, But again, that like is just part of it. You know, in the sense of like you think back to traditional celebrities. You know, you think of tabloids and you think of, of of that's what that is to me. Um, and luckily, my fans don't take it seriously either. It's 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 just part of being in the industry. And if you can't mm-hmm. take it, then you probably should pick a different job. Uh,
1: if you didn't end up doing YouTube and your career going the way it was, what would you have done uh, to sustain yourself from day to day?
0: Well, I was in college for computer science before starting YouTube, so that probably would have been the trajectory that I continued on. Um, but I ended up quitting just because. Why go to college to make money if you're already making money all of a sudden? Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, that was probably going to be the
1: the path. Do you feel that you've made a uh, an impact that is meaningful to you? It's one thing to have views and numbers and, and the celebrity status, but do you feel that you've made a difference to people's lives?
0: Absolutely. You know, one of the things that I'm very proud of is when I run into supporters in real life, um, you know, I very rarely have someone just casually say, hi, I like your videos. It's, it always comes along with some sort of deeper thing. Like you've helped me come out of the closet. You've helped me with my family. You've helped me with this issue that you talked about in a video. So, um, you know, sometimes I think it's easy to, see screen names and, 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 and likes or whatever, and forget that there are real human beings behind that that are affected in, in any kind of way. You know, each person's impacted differently, but I'm very proud that, you know, when I meet my supporters, it's usually um, something a, a lot deeper than just, oh, I'm a subscriber.
1: And my final question would be, if someone were to come to you and say, they want to get started in YouTube or any, any kind of online media, um, what would you suggest to them would be their best best path to get started?
0: I would say the best path is to just start. That's the hardest part. The first one is the hardest, um, and I would say don't overthink. You know, a lot of people go into it with, okay, I need to invest all this money on an amazing camera, amazing lighting, and then I'll start. And that's kind of a trap because first of all, sometimes you don't ever end up starting because that's just, you know, a long journey to even afford those things for most people. But also, you know, I started and my videos were the worst quality ever in the beginning. And it still ended up, you know, being a career. So maybe just don't overthink it and just jump in. And even if it doesn't happen right away, you have your whole life to make it happen. So
1: you've been listening to the Sixth Sense Media Podcast. You can find more
0: of our celebrity, composer, musician, and filmmaker interviews, as well as pop culture roundtable discussions on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Pandora. Be sure to check out our vast library of entertainment industry coverage, including on-set reporting from your favorite TV series and movies, at SixSense.com.